In the real estate marketing world, we spend a lot of time talking about tools and strategies for succeeding online, but we often forget that the most important piece of the puzzle, motivation. For Jared James, the key to success is being motivated to take risks and do what's necessary to grow your business, no matter how hard or how uncomfortable. As one of the top real estate coaches in the country, Jared has motivated thousands of real estate professionals to achieve their goals. Now, whether that means more sales, more clients, or starting a new brokerage, Jared's clients pay top dollar for his coaching and marketing programs. But today he's sharing his expertise with our audience for free. In this interview, Jared breaks down why so many people neglect the real work of improving their craft and how a strong online presence can help even the newest agents position themselves as pros. This is Pam O'Connor from Leading Real Estate Companies of the World. This is Chris Smith. And I'm Jimmy Mackin. Hi, this is Jared James, and you are listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Jared, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Uh, Super excited to have you. Um, I would love to start by where you started in your career. I know that you you were in the real estate industry and you were doing some great stuff. And so I'd love for you to walk us through that. No problem, man. You know, I always, whenever I hear this question, it's always interesting because it's... um, you know, where did you really start? Like, where do you want to start? Because most people are going to say, oh, you started when uh, you started selling real estate and everything else. But I I just think it started so much before that, you know? Um, I think I'm the typical kid that was the, it's such an overused word, but the serial entrepreneur. You know, I was the 10 year old lending out money um, to people in my area. I'd I'd lend money, (laughs) I'd lend money. My mom would need 10 bucks and I'd say, great, I've got 10 bucks, but I want 20 by Friday. And she'd say, you know, uh, 20 bucks by Friday. That's crazy. And I'd say, well, then go somewhere else, you know, and next thing you knew, I'm getting, I'm giving out 10, getting 20 by Friday. I was the kid that, you know, it wasn't enough just to have a, uh, uh, you know, a newspaper delivery business. I wanted to get a ton of them and start subbing them out to other people. You know, um, I was, I was just that kid, you know, and it's, it's funny because my kid now, my older son is coming up to me and trying to figure out how to make money. And, um, it, you know, it's this very interesting thing where when you grow up a certain way, I had no problem doing things, uh, whatever it took to make money, to, to make it in my mind, whatever it was. And you know, the issue you run into is when you do make it now, it's kind of like, you want to make sure your kids have that same drive. Yeah. And, and I had this conversation with my son the other day where uh, he wanted a job. He called up his uncle and, uh, his uncle said, great, I'll, I'll get some yard work for you. And I saw some hesitation on my son and I had to stop him and say, whoa, 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 wait a second. You don't just start off in the office. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you need to do. And, you know, I was that kid. I did did whatever it took. I was, you know, I was going and taking out old people's garbage for them. I was doing whatever I had to do to make money. So when you talk about where did I start? Okay. So I'm known as starting in the industry, but that's not really where it started, right? The industry was just a continuation of what I was already doing. Um, you know, it was just, it was just the culmination of, of, of who I was already. Um, but the truth is if I had gone into insurance, if I had gone into any other industry and this is what I try to get through to people, you know, no matter what industry you're in, the process is really the same. 
it's the content that changes. Okay. Um, as far as exactly what you're doing and saying, but the process is exactly the same. So got into real estate. I don't know how much, how many details you want, but, uh, did really well, grew really quick, was in an area where, you know, I didn't have, um, I didn't even have referrals. I mean, my, my sister-in-law was a realtor. Um, so there goes my, my wife's family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My family was, was, you know, all over the country. So I didn't have that. We didn't really even know what internet leads were and such at that point. And so I literally had to start from ground zero and say, Hey, we can make an excuse or we'll make a way, you know? Um, and, and very quickly grew and, and, uh, built a large team and had a lot of successes that led to a lot of the things that I do now. You, um, at some point along the way started speaking a lot, which I think is when we were crossing paths and you've built a really fantastic coaching business uh, What made you s- decide to start coaching folks? All right. So anyone who knows me from childhood would tell you that I've been speaking a lot my whole life. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the ultimate oxymoron, right? I'm the kid that everyone, when I'm a kid is saying, would you just shut up? And now I get paid to do it. Right. Yeah. And now everybody wants to know your opinion. Um, so the way it worked for me, it's really crazy, man. I mean, I, I, you know, nobody gets into, you know, second grade career day. And then when little Johnny says he wants to be an astronaut says, well, I want to be a public speaker. Like who even knew that was an option, you yeah. know? And so when I started having a lot of successes and winning a lot of awards and I got put in the hall of fame and I had a book that did really good and everything else, people started to ask me to come and speak at events and I'm like, all right. And so I started going for free. I was nervous as heck. Like I can't even tell you. I started going for free. And then I remember the first time someone called me and said, what do you charge to come and speak? And I remember thinking like, I just hung out at a picnic for eight hours for free. Like I I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that started happening more and more. And when I was going places, it's funny because people, when you sell something at an event, uh, this is just the way of the crowd will, some of the crowd will get upset. Oh, you're just selling stuff. When like this, that's what these people do for a living is sell stuff. But when I didn't have anything to sell, people were upset at me for not having something to give them, not having something to sell. You don't offer coaching. You don't have any products. You don't have any, they wanted to take a piece of me with them. And I learned a lot from that because you know, too often we listen to the naysayers because we have such thin skin mm-hmm. and we listen to the, you know, the, uh, the crowd that is always going to be there naysaying everything and telling you why this is wrong and getting upset about everything. And they're always offended by everything. And yet the truth is, if we listen to those people, it's kind of like the uncle at Thanksgiving, that's never going to be happy with anything you do. Yeah. If you listen to that person, you're never going to build anything. Like your goal should be to have naysayers because it means that you matter. You know what I mean? If nobody cares about you, if nobody's saying what you do sucks, if nobody's writing blogs about how terrible you are, you probably don't matter that much. Yeah. You know, and you got to make a decision. Do you want to matter or not? The um, the coaching is really interesting to me because I feel like, um, you know, we all need teachers. We learn from each other. Um, right. I'm really curious about how you identify the ideal agent or broker to work with. Okay. That's easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the way we do it, man, um, when we first started, I was doing the one-on-one coaching and mm-hmm. it's just stupid, man, because, um, I was, I was following the, the same old pattern that most of us who create content for a living follow, yeah. which is, you know, we've got this intellectual capital, which is really our value. And what happens is once people start hearing it and they want it, we try to figure out how to monetize it. And so what we do is we start booking ourselves out one-on-one. We start going to a million speaking events and, what happens is, is that we end up booking out every hour of our life 
just trying to monetize what we do for a living. Yeah. And then three years later, because we had no time to create anything new, the industry's done with us because we haven't had time to create what it is our very value is, which mm -hmm. is intellectual content. Yeah. And so what we do is we have coaches, we have a virtual program where um, we allow people at a really cheap, affordable cost uh, to get in and start getting some of the help that they need, where I personally do a live broadcast every week. Uh, and then it's recorded, it's on their members only dashboard to view all week. And then we have coaches who do one-on-one. -on -one. And the way that we really um, determine who are great fits as far as coaching students is it's going to sound a little a little backwards, but we almost try to push them away, meaning that um, everybody has momentary, you know, they have moments where they think they want help and they think they want coaching and they think, but, you know, it's a big investment and, and you have to be willing to change. You know, I tell people all the time, the coach's job is literally to make you as uncomfortable as possible yeah. because what they're really trying to get you to do is to, to experience the ultimate comfort that comes with financial security, that comes with knowing where, you know, that kind of a feeling. And so if this is just a maybe thing, or this is just a, you know, uh, I'm, I'm motivated right now. I heard you and I'm motivated, whatever, you know, we're not for you. Like the, their job, the coach's job is not to create fireworks every week, you yeah. know? The coach's job is to do the mundane, boring stuff to make you do the things that you absolutely are avoiding doing right now, but you know that you'll, you know, you want to get in shape. Well, everybody's in the gym in January, you know, uh, where are you February, March, and April? Yeah. You know, from my perspective, and this is bad because, you know, I, I motivate people for a living. I coach people. I do this kind of a thing. In January, I'm walking around my gym and I'm going, would you guys just give up already? So I can, <laughs> that you know? Because it's human nature. That's what people do. Yeah. And so understanding that side, I've got to tap into the other side of me, which says, well, wait a second now. Um, most people's issue is not that they don't know what to do. It's that they don't do it, you know? And so how, how can we get you to do that? And so the first thing I'm going to do with people is I'm going to try to push them away and see if they really want it. And I'm going to challenge them. And I'm going to say, this isn't about month one. This is about month six and seven. You still doing what we want you to do. Yeah. Because um, if you will, it's impossible not to get results. You know, it's impossible. I think people get caught up on when you say investment, it's not just a financial investment. It's an investment in time. And then you actually yeah. have to do the work. It's not, the, ma it's not the matrix, right? You know, you don't just yeah. get the plug in. If you're contacting me, you're saying, look, what I'm doing is not working. Yeah. Okay. So do me a favor in three months, don't say, I just want to go back to what I was doing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I grew up in a church setting and it used to drive me crazy when I'd hear all these people who would join our church and they would tell us everything that their old church used to do. And, and why aren't we doing that? And I'm always thinking to myself, well, why aren't you at that church anymore? You know, it yeah. obviously wasn't that great. And so it's important to really be able to connect with people. Um, here, here's a good point, right? Too many people, especially in today's society, they will connect what they want with the positives of doing it. Okay. So I'm going to work out so that I can get a nice body. I'm going to do what my coach says so I can make more money. And that sounds fantastic. But the problem is, is that that doesn't, that doesn't hold true. It's not going to keep you motivated. What you really have to do is you have to learn to connect what you truly want, not what somebody else wants for you, but what you truly want to the negative consequences of not having it. Okay. So when my mother was, was, was raising me and was selling real estate and was a single mom and, and everything else, when she set her goal for what she had to make for the year, 
and then said, okay, I've got to make this, I've got to do whatever it is. Um, the emotional feeling that she attached to that was, well, if I don't do that, if in month two, I'm not still following these same patterns, then my children aren't going to be able to have the things other kids have. And they're going to feel less than, um, we're not going to be able to pay our rent and we're going to be homeless. Uh, and you start attaching those to negative consequences because what happens is, is when you attach the negative consequences, month two, month three, month four, when you pull up that negative consequence and you're not feeling motivated, all of a sudden you go, my kids are going to feel less than, and we're going to be homeless. I'm motivated again. Yeah. Okay. So you have to ultimately want, um, the result of what it is you're going after more than you hate the pain of what it's going to take to get there. Okay. So if you can't picture yourself busting your tail in a gym, sweating like a pig at 6am five months from now, then don't even waste your time now. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? No, I totally understand that. What, tell me about, you know, I see lots of folks, well, certainly there's some folks doing a great job online in the real estate space. Um, there are lots of folks that don't seem to either acknowledge that it's important, even though they've been at lots of conferences, they don't actually, they're not investing their time in it. What, well, one, what do you think that is? And what does it take to articulate to someone that might be a friend or a colleague that, Hey, you've got to start doing this work now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's easy, man. I mean, people, people deny because it's, um, it's a form of, of self-protection, right? It's a form of, because they don't really get it. And because they don't really get it, if it's not really a thing that works, well, then it's not my fault. I don't need to get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, we do that as people overall. We always put the onus on something else that we have no control over. That way we don't feel bad about ourselves. You know, it's the same thing with, you know, how many conferences do you see where they talk about um, breakouts or whatever on time management? You know, we're going to get you better. You're going to learn how to time manage. You're going to learn how to, you know, there's no such thing as time management. You know, there's 60 seconds in a minute. So go manage it to death for the next 12 months and tell me how many seconds are in a minute. There's still 60. Okay. Time doesn't need managing. We need managing. Okay. But as long as we put the onus on time, something we have absolutely no control over, we don't have to feel bad about how poorly we are, quote unquote, managing that time. See what I'm saying? And so the internet is the same thing because, you know, you can't blame people. They didn't grow up in this world. They're not my kids who can work an iPad better than me, you know? Um, they, they didn't grow up in that world. And so trying to learn something new, it's much easier just to say, well, it doesn't work. It's not, you know, it's nothing because what they're doing is they're working off of their book of business that they've had for the past 30 years that in their mind is still working. Okay. Um, and in some cases it is in the sense that it's still producing a living for them. The problem is you couldn't take that same model and apply it to a new agent and build the same business that they have now 30 years, uh, 30 years later, because that won't work anymore. The, the world has changed, you know, uh, the internet has changed things. And so I tell people all the time that our industry overall hasn't changed. It's still a people business, right? There's 90 plus percent of people searching online, but still new NAR stat came out. 70% of people, internet leads still work with the first person they that they have a conversation with in person. So our industry hasn't changed. It's still people to people, person to person. What's changed is how we get to the point of conversion. Yeah. Okay. So it's no longer just Hey, use my brother. Hey, you know, that kind of a thing. Now there's other ways people are searching them out. And so what I would argue to that person who's been doing it 30 years, he goes, look, this works. It's a book of business. What I would argue to them is the amount of business they're leaving on the table, um, the amount of potential they aren't fulfilling. Um, because I truly believe that, you know, our goal on this earth is not to be number one because not everybody has the potential of number one. 
every single person, the lie that we believed is that, you know, if you want anything bad enough, you try bad enough, you'll get it is such BS. Okay. Everyone has different potential. I can play basketball every day for the rest of my life and I'll never be as good as LeBron James or Kobe Bryant. Okay. I'm so sad about that. Yeah, just different potential. And so for that person who runs a good business, who's been doing it for 30 years um, and doesn't think the internet works, my argument to them would be more so on the inside of them, the basic human needs to say, hey, look, man, yes, you're doing okay, but you are leaving so much of your potential on the table because of your inability to change and grow, okay? And I don't think you're okay with that. So let me show you how this works. Let me show you results. Let me actually, you see what I'm saying? Totally Um, get it. Because most of them will jump online and say they'll they'll post their listing uh, on their Facebook page, and because they're not flooded with twenty buyers, they'll go, "This doesn't work." Yeah. And yet, it's like anything, man. It's it's not the tool; it's the implementation of the tool. Yeah. If I go out to that car I'm looking at in the parking lot right now, and I don't have the key for it, I can't start kicking the tires on the car and say this thing doesn't work. Okay, I'm not using it correctly. But the person who goes out there at the end of the day and puts the key in and puts it in drive. That car's working just fine, but they know how to use it. Yeah, so true. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, put on the hat of a new agent, just started out, you know, got their license, and you're going to give them some advice. Uh, what, no what, would, what would you tell them? Okay, so here's what's so cool about today's world and so not cool if you've been around for a little bit is that with the, and by the way, this was part of my growth in my career as a speaker and a coach and everything else, was that because we have the ability right now to introduce ourselves and get in front of people at decision-making times online before anybody else, they're also going to look for our credibility and other things online, okay? And so literally by what they see on our social profiles, by what they see on our website, by what they see in all these places is what their first impression is gonna be and what they believe about us, Yeah. okay? Which is so amazing because when I first started out and I was going and, and getting hired to keynote events and stuff, the only reason that people believed that I was a keynote was because when they went on my website, they saw some video and they saw me promoted as a keynote. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's a keynote. That was their first, oh, there it is, right? And so as an agent, I think their number one focus right now, outside of obviously you're gonna network and do all those things, but the quickest way you can grow right now is having a strong online presence and going after those internet leads who their first introduction to you is going to be whatever you make it to be, Yeah. okay? So if you start off and tell them, well, you're my first client, so I hope I do a good job, you know, and that's what you present, guess what you now are? But if you start off confident and you train them how to feel about you, they're going to think that you're like anyone else. You're a top agent in this market, that you know the market, that you, based on what you give them up front, and that's the power of the internet today is that we have the ability, it's almost like a kid leaving high school who didn't like his position at that high school and they moved to a different school and he has this chance to completely reinvent himself and I can either be cool or I can be a jock or I can be a nerd or I can be whatever I want. You have the ability every single day online with thousands of people in your area to determine what they're going to think about you. Yeah, I and love that's powerful stuff. I love the the line that you just said, which is to train people what to think of you. Isn't that true, though? Isn't yeah, that what we do it's, all the it's time? completely true. I mean, I think that I hadn't thought about it that way. I, I do. I'm a real proponent of personal branding and, and right. messaging and, you know, using all the tools. But I hadn't thought about the simplicity of that is really all that is, is yeah. setting the expectations. So when someone interacts with you, when they finally get to talk to you, they are expecting something that you have crafted. 
you exactly. They're getting it from you. You know, I mean, that that's what's so powerful about this. That's why all these, uh, you know, self-defeating thoughts and inner narratives and all this crap we believe and we act like and whatever, like you can't, you can't be surprised that so many people don't use you or yeah. that don't think you're a top because that's what you're giving off. Yeah. And yet that's what's so cool about the internet. Like anybody listening to this, like literally 30 minutes from now, that can all change. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing, right? I mean, I think that's amazing. I could go right now and I could start another company, whatever that company decides to be. And as an entrepreneur, I have to stop myself all the time, but I could go start some other company and within a day, I could look like the expert in that field and be targeting specifically the people that are going to need that. And they, none of them have any idea that as of yesterday, this site wasn't even up. Yeah. No okay. idea. Okay. So let's, let's unpack that just for a minute. I'm, I'm still the new agent. I totally buy in to this whole concept of training people what to expect. And you're giving me a day to sort of create that expectation online, what would I, what would I do? Just some, some basic tactics. Okay. So the quickest thing, right? So then we're just talking, you gave me a day. So I'm going to go like the quickest, easiest way. Okay. Quickest, easiest way is like a company like yours, you know, where you can get a a, a website up and going that, you know, you guys already have your templates put together. You're good to go. Like it's going to look professional. We know that. Right. But the next thing I would do obviously is I would start doing, which is the greatest bang for the buck right now, the Facebook ads targeting the specific people that I want to deal with, whether it's first time home buyer. I mean, you can target first time home buyers. You can look up your local market, your, your, in your town hall, what the, um, uh, the giveaway is for first time home buyers for, for, uh, 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 what do you call it? Down payments and such. And you can put out an ad that says, learn how you can get up to $10,000 towards the purchase of your first home. Even if they don't qualify, cause that's, you got to talk to them to see if they qualify and you can target specific renters or homeowner. I mean, uh, first time home buyers and these kinds of people, uh, and, and create ads that go straight to those people, which then go to a landing page, which yeah. I wouldn't have right on your website, but a landing page, which again can be set up right away through a place called listings to leads or anything like that, which is now going to come in and start collecting their data. Okay. Uh, and they're going to start becoming potential leads. Literally day one, you could start getting leads, start getting potential clients who have seen now your website, have seen your ad, which by the way, because you showed up in front of them makes them think you're professional. Um, they go to your landing page. that looks professional. Now the way you talk to them and you're interacting with them, you are already now starting to do business activities that could create business going forward. Okay. That could happen within hours. That's awesome. And yet, and yet the majority of the people listening to this right now are sitting in their office thinking about what they're going to do, letting their days be run by what email comes in, uh, and, and hoping their phone rings. Okay. I I think that's the thing that I love most about digital marketing is the ability to be in control of it. Shift, man. You can shift in a second. Like, Literally, we have discussions all the time in my office. Like, what do we want to have? What do we want to have happen today? What kind of leads do we want to put in our database? What do we want to sell today? What do we want to, I mean, literally in a second, I can do any of that, right? I could right now take this plastic fork in my hand and make something amazing about it. And I could put out an ad to specific people and probably sell forks today. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's crazy. And, and you know, man, the way that like the Facebook ads work, and I think Instagram is going to work the same way soon. Um, you, you don't pay anything unless those people engage. Yeah. You can target you know? so uh. specifically. It's really, 
on one side, on the privacy side, it's a little bit scary, but on the marketing side, it is just a godsend to be able to hone down to geography, to demographics, to psychographics. I don't even know what's scary about it. Like what's scary about the idea that I'm putting stuff in front of you if you like, if you don't like it, move on. No, no, I understand. I think there's still, um, just, you know, on a personal level that everything that we do, yeah, there's no privacy. I mean, you've That's already, you've already by clicking the, the user licensing agreement on every piece of software you've used, you've yeah. given away your rights. Well, it cracks me up when you see all over Facebook, everybody tells you, you know, look what Star Wars character I am. And I'm just thinking, you know, that all they were doing was collecting your data. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you do know that, right. And nobody knows, but whatever. <laughs> so tell me about more experienced agents. So the folks that um, they clearly have been in the business. They're making some money. Uh, maybe yeah. they don't take vacations like they should, and maybe they don't yeah. haven't built their team and have been able to step away. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge for those folks right now? I think you just said it, man. It's uh, a lot of people are afraid to expand, right? It's easier to stay in their bottle and whatever, and they're afraid to expand. Um, and, and they know that they need to do things. I know I need an assistant. I know I need this. I know. And they know it. And they'll ask me these questions and then they'll say, but what if this happens? And what if they're not the perfect match? And what if, and they go through all these, what ifs. And I, and I always say to them, I say, I want you to understand what you just did right now. What you just did was you are actually delaying doing what you know is inevitable um, and choosing your current pain because there might be pain by taking action. Yeah. There might be. So instead you're going to choose to guaranteed have pain right now, right? And like that never makes, it makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to me, you know, because it's kind of like, okay, then stay where you are. Well, that's why we're having this conversation because it's not good where you are, but you don't want to move to that because it's probably going to be good, but it might not be good. Well, it's already not good right here. So maybe you should do what I'm asking you to do, right? Um, So I always have that challenge with the more experienced agents, but I am going to say this. I think that too many people think that, that the difference in what's supposed to be happening every day between a new agent and an experienced agent is so much different and it's not. All it is is that you're scaling the process, okay? So while I might have a smaller budget going towards internet leads and my marketing and those kinds of things when I'm smaller, all that's happening when I'm more experienced agent because the process is exactly the same. So I'm scaling that process. My budget is bigger. There's more people helping me out on that end. There's more that's all that happens. Everybody thinks that it's like, you know, the ranks in a military or something where this guy is scrubbing the floors and this guy over here is the one barking out orders and whatever. That's not the case. Every, everywhere along the process, whether you're brand new or you're 35 years in, you're still essentially doing the same thing to create leads, to convert leads, to make transactions happen, to keep your clients happy. You're just scaling that process. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Completely. Um, one of the things that I've always admired about you is that you not only are a coach and a speaker and an author, but you're a really good digital marketer. Like you walk the walk and the things I see you do and have been doing for many, many years, some folks are just starting to do. Tell me about, tell me about your, your strategy there with your marketing for your consultancy. So when I, um, I don't read the books that I think a lot of people read, especially the ones that do what I do for a living. Um, most guys that do what I do for a living, they read a bunch of books on motivation. They read a bunch of books on, um, you know, self-help and they read a bunch of books on all these kinds of things. And I've never been interested in those. I'm going to be honest. I've written self-help books. I don't read them. Um, 
I am interested in biographies yeah. uh, and I'm interested in like internet marketing and that kind of stuff because one of my huge advantages and the reasons why I've been able to grow at the rate that I have um, and hire the people we have and have the, the amount of students we have and everything else is because I've really grasped uh, this whole idea of internet marketing and understanding more than just the concept of everybody loves the idea of I make money while I sleep. Everybody loves that, but to actually do it, it takes some skill and it takes some strategy and it takes some consistency and it takes some screw ups and it takes some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, unlike a lot of my counterparts who their whole strategy is basically just get up in front of large conferences, um, and, and sell and do that kind of a thing. I've understood that by leveraging the internet, which is where all these people are hanging out, if your content is good enough and your calls to action are strong enough and you put enough of a budget on it, we are literally all day, every day, I can't even explain to you, adding to our database, selling our programs. Um, we, you ever heard of the value ladder? Yes. We, we employ the value ladder where literally when someone joins our database, they go through a 35-step process where they are going to get an email up front, which humanizes me, tells them that I came from this single parent. I'm just like you. And then I got this. And what I want to help you do over the next couple of months is to get from where you were just like me to get over here. And then three more videos of just value, value, value. And then all of a sudden, small call to action, small thing to buy. Yeah. Value, 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 bigger call to action, value, value, value. We employ those techniques and we see the benefits from those techniques because literally it's not just like a cliche we say. I'm going to be on vacation next week and orders are going to come in all week. Okay. So we still employ the old school. We still, I go and do events and I'll do webinars at times and I'll do those kinds of things. Um, but a lot of the revenue for my company and a lot of the growth for my company comes from the internet marketing that we employ where no matter what we're doing, no matter who's in the office, no matter where we are, People are always clicking, finding out about me, watching my stuff, buying my stuff because we took the time to create that infrastructure. Yeah. And so it's so cool, man. We'll come into the office and people, uh, I got an email recently and a, and a guy says, uh, no, a lady says, oh my God, I just spent all night watching your videos. I think my husband's a little weirded out. Okay. <laughs> but that's what happens, man. Every single day we're creating, we're creating raving lunatic fans who are watching content and taking this stuff in without me ever leaving my seat. Yeah. Okay. And that's the power in internet marketing when you understand how it works. And we're still learning it, man. We've made our mistakes. We've wasted money, but my God, I'm so glad that we, that, that I run my company like that. Um, because it's allowed me to not just grow, but to create uh, true monthly revenue, reoccurring revenue, uh, you know, a database that just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And I don't care what changes, man, social media platforms change, all these things change. Email is still email. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, we still have a huge benefit from our email list. Um, and so we use that, you know, oh, that's fantastic. You yeah. published a book last year, get out of your way. Yes. And the title really says it all. Was there yeah. a moment when you realized you were standing in the way of your own success? And then how did you oh, get past that? That's an interesting question, man. Um, on which day, right? Um, every, I didn't, you know, this is gonna, I don't want to sound wrong. I didn't really publish it for me. Um, I think that I see things in myself, which, which I relate with other people. And that's why I write things or why I say things or why, yeah, I wrote an article for Realtor Mag last, uh, a couple weeks ago about eliminating the mosquitoes. 
And it was all about like, you know, mosquitoes. When you're outside trying to enjoy the fire pit with your friends, you didn't bring any bug spray. You're spending the whole time whacking your arms and trying to defend yourself and you're not enjoying yourself. And yet those mosquitoes exist in everyday life, keeping us from doing work. And that had a ton of reaction because I experienced that. The get out of your way thing, really, although I see it in myself every day, there's, there's things that I catch on and I'm like, all right, I got to stop that. Nope. Don't think like that. Nope. Whatever. It was really written though, because of what I saw around me yeah, and the people that I'd talked to and the excuses people would make and the inner narratives that people believed. And the, it was just, you know, you can't really believe what you're saying, but you do. You know, if it weren't for you, you would be such a success. Like if it weren't, that's why people say all the times, right? Like an idea is one thing. You can have the greatest idea in the world, but ultimately you want to really invest in people who are actually, um, you know, going to do something or actually, you know, going to follow through because it's the execution that matters. Right. Yeah. And so that's the point of it is that people have ideas. People have great business partners. People have great instincts. People have, uh, uh, great intentions in, in real estate and other fields, but ultimately the execution doesn't follow through because they simply can't get out of their own way. Like yeah. they're their own. It's like I said before, right? I said, the issue is not that people don't know what to do. It's they don't do it. Right. If you want to lose weight 500 years ago, what do you do? Diet and exercise. You want to lose weight 250 years ago. What do you do? Diet and exercise. You want to lose weight yesterday. What do you do? diet and exercise. And yet we'll go buy some belt that straps around our waist, shakes our stomach enough. And if you act now, you get two for 1999 because anything but diet and exercise. That, <laughs> that yes. right there is what I'm talking about with get out of your way, yeah. right? You know what to do. Uh, you know how to do it. You just won't do it three days from now, Yeah, you know? And yep. that's you. We've got to overcome that. Okay. So. I had an interesting conversation, uh, at a conference yesterday, uh, a bunch of people asked me about, you know, we were talking about content marketing and I was saying, Hey, you have a lot of expertise, like, you know, your business, but none of that is represented online. You should share it all. And quite a few folks came up and said, well, you know, I'm really nervous about sharing what I know because, you know, either competitors or I don't want anyone copying me. Oh my God. And and I always go right to like, it is so rare that anyone has a unique thought in the world that someone else hasn't thought of. Like there's no ideas are cheap. There's nothing new under the sun. I say that all the time there. It's so easy to have an idea. I actually, I also advise a a lot of startups. Um, I speak at the startup Institute and what have you. And lots of startups will come to me and go, Hey, can we sign an NDA? I was like, unless you have just invented the vaccine to, you know, death, I don't think we need an NDA. Like there's, Because again, it's not ideas, it's execution. That's exactly it. That's yeah, exactly man. it. You know how often I hear from other speakers who will say, like, I know one guy, I won't name him, but he's a big speaker in the industry. And he and I have this conversation all the time. Like he won't allow videos of him to go out and everything because someone's going to steal it or someone's going to, you know, whatever it is. Right. But here's my belief on that, man. Like one of the big mistakes I see a lot of salespeople make, I see a lot of speakers make, I see a lot of whatever, is that they try to act like what they think a salesperson's supposed to act like, what a marketer's supposed to act like, what a speaker's supposed to act like, and they kill the very thing, the very unique DNA that makes them different. Yeah. And so people are attracted to personalities, 
Okay. So whether it's me or someone else, whatever, a lot of us are saying the same kinds of things, but you're attracted to personalities. Yeah. I've had people all the time steal my stuff. It's a running joke in our office. One other major speaker in the industry that you know that I won't mention now, just about every other week has a video where he's mentioning the stuff that I talked about the week before and everybody's getting, giving him credit for Right. Awesome. Here's my thing though. You know, when you go to Vegas and, um, you see a Michael Jackson impersonator, we all enjoy it, but we also know it's not Michael Jackson. Yeah. And so my thing is this, nobody in this, on this planet can play me like me. Okay. And I can't play you like you. If you want to try, go for it. Cause you're going to lose that game every day of the week. You can't be me as well as I'm going to be me. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm going to focus on me. And then the other side of that is too, copy my stuff all you want. I'm always coming up with new things. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not necessarily saying something different. I'm finding a new way to say it Yeah, because there's not really that much that changes. Right. I mean, I keep using, cause it's such an easy example of like, you know, diet and exercise. We keep kind of come up with all these different ways you get in shape, diet and exercise. It's what it's been for years and years and years and years, what it takes to be successful in real estate. Right. You got to get in front of people. You got to talk to them. You got to stop being afraid of saying no. Yeah. Okay. So how many different ways can I say that to you? And so you want to take my content, go for it. Uh, you'll never play me as well as I play me. And two weeks from now, I'll be saying something new. Yeah. So go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm really, we said this at the beginning before we were on this, this, uh, uh, this interview right now. And I said, you know, if people spend as much time, uh, half as much energy building their own thing as they did worrying about everybody else and being offended by everything, they might actually do something with their life. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's really how I look at it. That's awesome. Um, so you said you read a lot of biographies. Where else do you look for inspiration? Oh, man. Um, you know, I got asked, we do a show on YouTube called uh, Hashtag JJ Off the Cuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I basically take questions from people and, and that kind of stuff and just answer off the cuff. And somebody asked me recently, what do I think I do better than anyone else around me? And it was pretty simple. Because um, I know there's a lot of things that I don't do well. I know that there's, you know, we, we just know that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think I learn, uh, more than anyone, meaning that I am always like when you and I get off here and I'm doing other stuff, I'll have a podcast or I'll have a YouTube video on and I'll be listening to interviews with people and I'll be watching training videos. And most of the training videos are not real estate related. Again, they'll probably be like some kind of internet marketing thing or a proper way, the best way to run a webinar or the best way to get the most people or, you know, whatever it may be. I am always learning. And I know that's a cliche and everybody says that, but you ask anyone around me, I go running and I've got things in my ears. I'm doing something at home. I've got things in my, like, I'm always learning, 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 learning because I understand how much I don't know. Yeah. You, know you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's what makes me an asset to so many people is that sometimes I'm coming up with unique content or something. And many, many, many times on this planet, I'm hearing something from somebody that triggers something in me. Yeah. And I go, huh, well, what if we did it this way? And then we change this. And what if, how could we make this apply for this? And how could, that's what I'm really good at. That, that, that's kind of where my, I can't fix a car for anything, but I'm good with that stuff. That's great. You know? Um, curiosity is a fantastic thing. Oh man. I, um, yeah, you know, and the entrepreneur in me is always thinking about how it applies and, and how do we work it and how do you, 
You know, I mean that, that's just a, um, I honestly think that's a DNA thing. I know that I know everybody says, Oh, you know, you can learn this, you can learn that. And I'm sure there's truth to that, but I do think there's a DNA thing to it that some people are just more apt to, you know, I mean, communications class in college, I never had to study. I just got up and talked, you know, (laughs) I can, I can imagine that. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a DNA thing, right? I remember watching Chris rock and he goes, he was telling Jerry Seinfeld, he's like, that's a superpower. You know, he's like, anybody can dunk a basketball. He's like, imagine if you walked into your school and your kid was just talking in front of a thousand kids and holding their attention. That's a superpower. Like that's a, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's great. And it's true, man. Like you just leverage what it is you're good at, like what you're comfortable with, you know? Before we end, I want to get your thoughts on the future, Um, the future of real estate. What do you think is the biggest challenge? I mean, I know lots of people are concerned about, you know, listings and syndication and, you know, broker portals and what have you. What do you see? Okay. So whenever you say that, I always hear like the old Conan O'Brien show in the year 2000. Um, and I'm not going to do the high pitch voice he did it in. You can look it up after, but, um, I get asked this question all the time, man. Um, I'm not, you know, you may not like my answer on this. That's all right. I honestly think everybody's got to stop worrying about it. Like, everything's not going to change that much. It's like I said before, right? The industry hasn't, hasn't changed. How we get to the point of conversion has changed. What sets our industry apart. I mean, I've been hearing for God, 10, 15 years now, how the internet's going to take over our industry and we're, you know, we're going to be no more, but houses are not shoes, brown size 10. Okay. You can't go on Google and add a house to a shopping cart, you know, like that, that's just not going to, people still want to deal with people. Yeah. People still want that trusted advisor. People moving is the third most stressful thing people do in life. Death, divorce, and moving. Okay. Third most stressful thing you do in life. The people that can make that, that transition the most, the, the, the less stressful, the easier, the whatever, are the people they're going to work with. Now you've got to keep your mind open to the ways you stay in front of them. The strategy is to be in front of them first. Okay. Um, 68% of people work with the first person they talk to, you know, I'm not just talking inner leads now. I'm just talking in general. Okay. Um, the, the 70% was more of an internet lead thing. So you keep your eye out on what's going on. Uh, you listen to guys like me and other guys who will be, who'll be quick to tell you when something's changing, you know, when we need to shift, so to say, but I honestly think we need to stop paying attention so much to every little thing that's happening and what it could mean for the future and all these other things. Like just get your head down, pick up a phone and sell some damn real estate. You know, like that's honestly how I feel because I've been hearing this conversation for years. I mean, I've been in this industry since I was a little kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, so when I was doing it with my mom, you'd call the yellow book or the yellow pages and tell them that you have a potential buyer in the area you're looking to sell. You know, now we have, you know, targeting, uh, and geographic farming and we have internet leads and we have social and we have direct targeted email marketing. We have all the, we're still doing the same thing though. Yeah. Okay. So listen to guys like me and other ones when, when we talk about what strategy needs to change, but ultimately stop worrying about, you know, online brokerages and all this other kind of stuff. Work your people. You know, if you work your people, they won't leave you. Yeah. You know, they, you don't have to worry about your job. Okay. And I know that's not probably a great answer, but no, um, it's a fantastic answer. That's just, that's, that's how I feel about it. Jared, what's the best way for folks to find out more about you? 
Uh, they can go to our website, jaredjamestoday.com. They can, uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, you know, dot com forward slash jaredjamestoday. Everything's jaredjamestoday. Instagram, Twitter, at jaredjamestoday. Periscope, at jaredjamestoday. The only one, this is kind of funny, the only one that's not is YouTube. Uh, it's youtube.com forward slash jared1119. Which is a moment of inspiration. No, that's what happens when you don't know you're going to be doing this for a living. Okay? <laughs> and you're an early adapter on YouTube. <laughs> okay. That's and great. God knows, God knows Google won't let you change that, uh, that username. No, Believe me, tried. I'm sure uh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what happens, man. But yeah, any of those ways, just go to our website, jaredjamestoday.com. Everything there, uh, everything's there that you can uh, stay in contact. Feel free to ask questions, connect. Um, you know, sounds cliche, but we really do try to do everything we can. Uh, to help and answer questions and in any way we can. Awesome. Jared, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Always love chatting with you. You too, man. I'll see you at an upcoming conference, I'm sure. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.